What's up, guys? Welcome back to Block Ash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 302. Hope you guys enjoyed the holidays and Happy New Year. Um, today, we have a fantastic guest on, the CEO of Lunar Strategy, uh, Tim Halderson. Uh, hope, hopefully, I pronounced that correctly. Um, here to talk a bit more about what's going on in the crypto markets, what's um, it going to look like in terms of marketing in the Web3 and crypto space in 2023 and some of the strategies and things that they do uh, to find success in the space. So, Tim, uh, thanks for taking the time, man. Really appreciate it. Welcome uh, to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, happy to be here. And uh, yeah, talking about the market, what's happening, what we see with uh, yeah, the, like, the leading uh, chains and what, what's, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, um, we were just actually discussing it before we started the episode. Um, maybe we can kind of finish that that point real quick. What what's your take on the market? You know, to start the new year. You know, we've obviously throughout November and December have had a pretty rough time. A lot of red days, a lot of red candles, um, and since the beginning of January, it looks like we kind of turned that corner. Um, and you made some good points earlier. Uh, can you rehash maybe a couple of those and maybe some of your thoughts on yeah. where we're starting to go with trajectories looking like? Yeah. So when when I started in crypto back in 2017, it was always we were talking about uh, Bitcoin is digital gold and as a commodity. And what has happened over the last uh, two years when we have seen that uh, market has been going down and Bitcoin has been very correlated with uh, tech and SaaS and that part of the markets, then people have started to treat Bitcoin more like a, a like a tech uh, stock, a tech share, and related to Nasdaq. And but we are starting to see a shift because it is when it comes to Bitcoin, it's a store of value, and of course now when it has been very rocky and very um, the market has been going very much up and down, then it's like, well, when you look on the numbers, the underlying numbers and the people that are going in towards Bitcoin, then the numbers of unique uh, wallets that are holding 0.1 Bitcoin is going up. And the usage has also been fairly strong. So the underlying sentiment in the crypto and the Bitcoin market is actually going up, even though the, the price has been going down, which is a very very positive to see. Yeah, one of the things I noticed in this market throughout 2022 that I imagine will continue this year is the amount of Bitcoin that has been sitting in wallets that has not actually been sold, uh, which I think is like almost 80%, which is crazy when you think about it. So it's a lot of the money on exchanges that's being sold back to dollars and moved off exchange, I think, you know, during some of these crises that happened in 2022 that have affected the market. But the money that's on the sideline or the money that's being held in crypto wallets, that doesn't seem to have shifted much at all, uh, which might be a really good sign that, you know, consumers aren't the ones that are uh, technically trying to dump the market. Yeah. So what, what, a large part what caused the collapse and we are starting to get more and more numbers. And that was that a lot, a lot of the large players were very, very over leveraged. They have been borrowing money from each other and kind of inflating the prices. And that's often what happens in like new markets. What we can see like on the more 
uh, on let's say more more startup level is that uh, the amount of venture capital that is going into Web three. Uh, Web three is uh, is actually on the top of almost all of the lists where the new money is going in. Uh, for us as a marketing agency, we work with both the top hundred. Uh, we work with about two three of the top hundred coins on Coin Market Cap, which is the more larger companies. But then we work with uh, other startups that have been funded. And when it comes to the funding. It is so many different companies that are now looking to take advantage of uh, the current market trends and are building and building and building and are starting to dip their toes into marketing in order to position themselves ready for growth when the when the market turns uh, completely. So we are starting to see like the the underlying trends and from from our side the amounts of uh, daily and weekly requests from startups and companies is actually um, on the uh, is going upwards and right now we are getting about five to ten companies every single day that reach out to us inbound and uh, looking to get help with their uh, marketing strategy and when we sit when i sit in meetings with with companies that have maybe raised a million five million then the conversations that we're having is that it's starting to to be, be be like a good position to build up the brand and set the stage for what will happen over the coming months. Could be that it continues down another few months, very, very strong possibility, but it could also be that it starts to uh, go in the other direction and starts to go upwards, which is a, also another possibility. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to go about gauging the market, you know, looking at the rates maybe that people are looking for marketing and looking to put themselves out there and, and to spend. Um, so it's good that you guys are seeing maybe a bit of more of an uptick and in an interest from people wanting to do that. I want to talk about some of those strategies that maybe you guys use or maybe what you think um, will be used in this new Web3 internet that we're uh, walking into. Before we do, I want to learn a bit more about you too. I'm sure the audience does. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about your background, maybe what you've done in the past, um, a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, no. So I've been in a, a, a marketeer uh, for the law for almost eight, eight, eight years now uh, in marketing, and then I got back in. I got into crypto back in 2017 and. Uh, was actually mining some Ethereum and Ethereum Classic, got into NFTs back in 2018. And back then I had my normal job in, in marketing and was working with tech companies generally. Then back in 2019, I was like, let's combine my interest with my profession. And that's when I founded Lunar Strategy, uh, which is a Web3 marketing uh, company. And then over the last three years, we have been growing and growing until now we're about 15 people in the team that are working uh, full time. Uh, we work with many industry leaders and uh, multiple top 100 coins on coin market cap uh, help companies raise tens of millions of uh, dollars and yeah, basically provide them with a full growth marketing solution that is uh, only built around web3 and 
building up the companies like that. What's your ideal client? Do you mostly work with uh, Web3 blockchain uh, startups and companies and projects, or do you also work with traditional companies and clients that maybe want to advertise in the Web3 space, maybe a product or service that they have? Um, is it a little bit of both, or do you have a primary focus? So primarily Web3 native brands. And the reason there is that for a lot of traditional Web2 companies, the bridge to going to Web3 is a very long bridge and it's very hard to actually succeed with it successfully because um, a lot of companies that are Web2 brands are trying to create a demand for a product that doesn't exist. The demand is not there for a lot of these membership NFTs, these utility NFTs that people kind of like try to just stick to, to a brand and then like trying to see what sticks a little bit. Uh, however, when it comes to especially finance, finance is traditional finance is a, is a, is a niche where the bridge is much smaller. So it's much easier for a traditional finance company to implement and use Web3 and crypto uh, tech into their kind of uh, business model. So I would say generally Web3 companies or uh, companies where the bridge between Web2 and Web3 is very small. And that is uh, especially in traditional finance when there is like a real demand for Web3 solutions, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. I think the demand for Web3 solutions is, you know, absolutely skyrocketed over the last couple of years. And I imagine to this year in 2023, it'll be just the same. Um, what are some of the strategies that you guys implement when you're working with these Web3 companies and these projects? Um, do you have like a particular strategy or way of going about marketing that's maybe different than the traditional um, maybe marketing techniques you see come out of PR marketing firms and agencies? Um, or do you do kind of a mix of both, you know, given that we still kind of live in this legacy system? Yeah. So here I would say that, of course, the, the biggest, uh, the most important thing to understand in Web3 is uh, community building and the importance of having community uh, around the project. Uh, to, to wind, go in a little bit to the strategy, then there's a big difference between a bull market and a bear market. I remember last year in December, in the November, December, we had we were working with a gaming company and they were like, hi, Tim, we need to spend $300,000 in the next week. And I was like, how, how can we do, do that? It's not possible to spend uh, $300,000 in the coming week without uh, wasting a lot of the funds into... Uh, non-suitable influencers or non-suitable channels and it was not possible to with that little preparation be able to spend that amount of uh, investment into the marketing channels so that was kind of like at the top of the hype in the bull market and then everything was flying right now in a bear market what we are more focusing on is building up authority and storytelling content marketing here, a lot of the mediums that we use are still uh, Web2 mediums. This is uh, public relations. It is uh, paid advertising. It is uh, 
uh, also like the influencer marketing, which is a little bit uh, like a hybrid between Web2 and Web3. But the biggest difference is A, understanding the importance of a Discord or Telegram server in order to nurture the, uh, the people that you have within your community, as well as uh, Twitter for being the primary new user acquisition channel for so many Web3 uh, Web3 brands. And I think the import, the most important thing is to understand the nuance between uh, talking with the Web3 audience and talking with the Web2 uh, Web2 audience and then storytelling, a very important key point. And yeah, also focusing on the right channels. Yeah, what's what would you say works the best um, in terms of some of these strategies for community building? So community building in a lot of companies uh, focus so much on what they can get from their community and forgetting what they can give to their community. And that's where it all starts. Like you build a community around uh, bringing value to other people's lives. If I would join the community, I would be there because I get something extra to to my life. It's a new product that actually helping to improve my life or I get access to a community that can help me with something. So that is kind of the core of actually focusing not so much on what the community can do for you, but what you can do for the community. Then when it comes to the strategies, then initially it's important to build up a story within the community of why they are there and what is the long-term reason why they are actually within the community. When it comes to building up the getting the members to come in, the best approach that we are currently using with like I think we are launching five to ten campaigns every week, and that is to have a core that is based around a PR, publishing a press release, an article, and a pitch to an um, editor and get out like the press then using twitter and twitter threads in order to amplify the message and reach the broader audience so first create a powerful story create a twitter thread uh, that goes into the story and breaks down the story into small parts and then use uh, key opinion leaders on twitter in order to amplify the message. And if you do that correctly and go into a very niche community, let's say you're a gaming product on Binance Smart Chain, then you only talk with the influencers that are within Binance Smart Chain in gaming. And then you kind of go into a very, very niche community. And that's kind of how you can amplify and grow your community and get many community members in very quickly at a fairly good uh, investment per new uh, community member that you would get it. Got it. I think we also all know that Twitter is probably the best place uh, to go if you're in the crypto space. Uh, the whole uh, Twitter, crypto Twitter sphere seems to be where everyone kind of congregates and, and talks about crypto these days. Um, there's a few other social platforms that are very interesting in terms of this as well. TikTok being one of them um, that I've I, personally I've noticed over the last year or so grow tremendously with some of these crypto influencers that are 
um, on YouTube and they're starting to do YouTube shorts as well, but they're also doing a lot more TikToks. Is that something that maybe you guys implement into your strategy as well, trying to build um, around a community or provide content to a community, maybe through some of those um, alternative social media platforms? TikTok is very powerful in the form of its reach. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the engagement on TikTok is like if you, if you put yourself into the mind of a person on TikTok, a lot of it is like mindless scrolling without any purpose. And that's kind of where you need to understand the value of it from. And if you can, can uh, so I would say probably 15% of our influencer collaborations are on TikTok, maybe 10%, 10, between 10 and 15 so it is a powerful medium to reach an audience. And there are a lot of amazing creators on TikTok that breaks down a large, a, a complicated concepts into a very short video. And that is super duper valuable. And if, when you, if, if we can do that for another uh, projects, uh, project, then of course that's a very good approach. So TikTok is powerful. I feel right now that YouTube is probably the better option here because then what we often do is we combine, let's say, a review of a project. So let's say we work with an key opinion leader on YouTube and then they do a paid review of the project. And then we also get in a, tick, uh, a YouTube shorts or two in order to remind the person of the project again. This kind of the approach I would take there. Interesting. Yeah. YouTube has always been like this super saturated video platform, but they've been making uh, a huge emphasis on shifting into short form content with YouTube shorts. Um, is that something maybe you guys want to leverage that maybe takes advantage of being on the YouTube platform where you can kind of build the community there? Uh, whereas you don't have to be on TikTok, but you can kind of have some of the same advantages. Is there benefits to that? Maybe in your guys' strategy? Um, I, I do know YouTube is another place where people go to have these breakdowns and these understandings of crypto and to really kind of dive a bit deeper. Yeah. So what most creators do is that to create great content, it takes time. So what most people do is that they share it on TikTok, Twitter. Twitter is also like venturing into short videos and they also have like a similar video function. Same as TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Instagram Reels. So most of the, the, the top creators are actually, when they do a campaign, then they publish it on all platforms at the same time. So that's kind of the general approach. When it comes to short form content, of course, everybody's attention spam is getting uh, shorter and shorter. And if you can break down complicated co topics into a very short a video of let's say 15 seconds 30 seconds that can be a very good way to build up brand awareness and, and work on the top funnel uh top funnel activities and like break into to 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 a to a new audience um what i would personally like what i like is that uh, when you create a content on one platform that then that you can redistribute it between all the other platforms I saw yesterday that YouTube are announcing that you can start to 
monetize your YouTube shorts. And that is something that TikTok has been quite late with. Because uh, I, I think on TikTok, if you get a million views, you get $5 or $10. or It's like the amounts are very, very, very small. And the reason why, why many creators have been drawn towards YouTube, YouTube is because YouTube have had a very good uh, monetization structure for content creators. So I definitely see YouTube as a, like as a crypto platform and the short video format will be a very good in to new and to learn about new creators. But I also do think that the bread and butter of YouTube will always be long form content five minutes, 10 minutes breakdowns into uh, projects on a, on a more high level. I've, I think that that's super valuable still. And I think it will be continue to be just as valuable. Very interesting. Um, as we move into like the future here of the internet and of Web3, and we enter into a realm of having the metaverse in, in VR and virtual reality at our fingertips. And I guess attention shifts from being scrolling on social media to being fully experiential, where instead of interacting with, with a post or a photo or a video, um, it's almost as if you're doing it in person. How do you see marketing maybe evolving from here as over the next decade or so we go further into things like the metaverse as we go into um, different kinds of blockchain and Web3 applications, um, maybe into a more decentralized world. Do you think marketing is going to shift quite a bit? And if so, what would you imagine some of those things looking like? I think that uh, I will take a little bit of another approach here, which is uh, AI. AI when it comes to marketing. So when it comes to creating great uh, marketing ad copy, creating great videos, creating great uh, images, AI is a tool that is going to revolutionize the marketing industry in 2023 because it has already done that for us as a company. Right now, we are using AI to uh, come up with, generate like ad copy ideas. And let's say, for example, like this, we put in one ad copy and then we ask ChatGTP or uh, copy.ai to generate 10 variants of this uh, line. And then we can pick the one that we think is the best one. When it comes to creating images, we can uh, feed the, Im uh, the AI with an image that we like and then ask AI to regenerate our own unique version of this image with our own colors and our own branding and then just edit it and then it's good to go. Same goes for creating presentations and similar that is happening. So like the quality of ads is going to go up and that we already see happening right now because it's so much easier to create good ads and good uh, advertising copy. When it comes to metaverse, we do ads in the uh, central land on some of their banners there. We actually launched and launched a new campaign yesterday, and we have been doing that for some of our clients and for ourselves as well. And it is a very good uh, medium in order to reach a new audience that is very Web3 uh, 
oriented, but it will still be like a small part. And we are very far away from in a world where uh, a world where a majority of all the people like use VR uh, glasses on a daily basis or anything like that. So I think that all of them are very far away. Um, but of course, it will grow in relevance over the coming years. But the biggest game changer that has happened in 2022 was AI in marketing. And that's something that Lunar Strategy as a company is capitalizing on every single day. Every single person in our team are using AI to produce higher quality content quicker. Yeah, that is, you know, something that we've also been implementing with the podcast too is AI. It's crazy what has come out with chat GPT and it's just the beginning, I think, of what we're going to start seeing in 2023 with what some of these programs can do. Um, obviously, they have some hard limits and, you know, some of them are more writing and script based programs than they are like actually intelligent, like chat GPT, for example. Um, it's really good about congregating information, putting uh, content together, helping you edit, helping you uh, SEO optimize, helping you script things out, give you ideas, um, copywriting in, in various different formats for social media, emails, whatever it may be. So I imagine it's great for you guys. Um, but it's not necessarily intelligent and it's not necessarily 100% accurate yet either. But there's so many other AI programs out there that I could take the same information, plug it into, and I get a perfect paraphrase and then plug it into something else. And I get an automatic video created or I get content spit out. Um, it, it feels like so much is going to get automated and so much is going to, I think more content is just going to come out faster, quality content. Um, so it's going to cut down a lot of those processing times that as humans, we need to really think about something and put something together. Um, you know, it just, it speeds it up and makes it more expedient. Yeah. But that's also where, uh, when more content is created, then you need to use different ways of differentiating yourself. And that's, I think is what, uh, what do you, uh, and the team over here at the block cash are doing very well, which is unique. Uh, conversations, a personalized experience with the audience and uh, bringing up authorities within different niches to talk about the latest because it's these are things that AI can never uh, uh, take away, like the personal connection, the personal, uh, yeah, the conversations, bringing on different guests. And I think that that's one thing that why podcast is like a very good area to be in because it's very personal it's um almost impossible to like 100 uh, remove with ai and um, i think with ai it's um it can it can only make it better but it will still be like the ideas and the values that comes out of the questions that you ask that will yeah like create say like a bond between the between the, the podcast and the and the the audience yeah. One of the things I love the most about podcasting in general is the authentic kinds of conversations you get to have. You know, when you meet with someone in real life and you sit down and you have a coffee and you have a stream of thought and you talk about something, um, that, that kind of stuff is invaluable 
And it's the most deep and I think uh, nourishing content for your brain over the internet versus all the short form content that you just scroll through every single day that you never really retain or use the rest um, of your day or the rest of your life. So I, I think this kind of medium is like some of the ultimate in terms of context. It's so raw and so original. And I don't think AI is going to completely replace it. I think it'd be very difficult, but I think in some ways it's um, going to, to find a, a place and even in podcasting, I think there's this, I did see this company in Asia that's allowing people through like their Twitch streams and stuff to have like these digital 3D avatars that overlay like their whole person. So yeah. you, don't need, you don't even have to see them like themselves on the podcast or when they're streaming live and gaming or whatever it may be. They have like this whole virtual avatar overlaid onto their background and I think there's going to be a lot of ways where they can maybe implement some of those things to yeah. maybe be more creative or have privacy. I'm sure there's a you know benefit to that, but taking out the full human interaction, that's going to be something very difficult. Yeah, 100%. And I think that um, what, 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 we, what more and more podcasts will do is to use AI for like research and creating questions and like preparing. And let's say, for example, you can put in a person's Twitter profile, LinkedIn profile, uh, maybe personal website, some articles that they have done, and then basically build up like a, a summary of the person and then create questions that would be more, more suitable for that person. I think things like this will also come into to the area. But at the end of the day, what it will do is just to provide a higher quality experience for the audience. And the people that uh, have that mindset of using AI to create better quality is what will win. Because if you use it just to create more of lower quality, you are going to be competed out of the system because there's so much good content that will be created and the human touch and the, and the, like giving the extra value to whoever you are talking to is what is going to win because it's genuine and it's authentic. And that's where I see that we are going and especially in the marketing niche. And when we talk with, uh, when, when we do it with our projects, then an, an, an AMA with the founders, uh, on the Twitter spaces, super valuable, where you at the end invite community members to ask questions and to get feedback from the community as well as having the founders actually being part of the community as well. But like at the same time, they are guardians of the community, but they are also part of the community. And I think that that is what is um, where the market is going and like the, the personal uh, personal relation and also to take founders down to a level where it's the founders are also part of the community and part of uh, understanding what the people that you're talking with are trying to achieve. Absolutely. Um, if there are some Web3 and crypto blockchain companies out there and some projects that need marketing help and need um, a strategy put together, how can they reach out to you guys and get in contact? So I would say the best is to follow me on Twitter, uh, Tim Haldorson. On Twitter, I tweet a lot about growth tips and AI and basically trying to provide as much value as I can 
with some threads and uh, Twitter spaces. Uh, so Twitter is the best place to find me on. Awesome. Um, what about the company? If they want to learn a bit more about it, is there a website? Um, is there a community that you guys have as well? Yeah, so we have both our own Web3 marketing community on Discord. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well, uh, Lunar Strategy. And on our website, we have a, a few hundred articles that are focused on Web3 growth strategies and tips. Uh, some articles are like five tips to uh, build up your uh, Web3 community, five tips for your PR strategy. And we have a lot of educational content that is focused just on making it easier for, for genuine Web3 companies to, to reach their audience. Because there's a lot of companies out there that doesn't have the two tools needed. And um, yeah, our goal is to yeah, to grow the Web3 ecosystem forward. And uh, as a company, we are also very selective with what companies that we work with. And we would never take on a project that doesn't actually provide value to their community. And yeah, we want to build like the healthy Web3 ecosystem and build it forward. Absolutely. Um, guys, make sure to go check out Tim and Lunar Strategy. If you guys need marketing help, strategies, tools, expertise um, to really you know, get your message out there in the Web3 space, these guys are pros. They know exactly what they're doing. So go hit them up, talk to Tim um, and get yourselves uh, set up in a consultation. Tim, thanks for taking the time to come on the show, man. Really do appreciate it. Really good conversation. I think a lot of good uh, tips and tidbits pieces in here as well that we'll cut up into some good snippets and some clips that we'll uh, also share out on social media. So again, thank you for the time. Thank you for the knowledge. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, likewise. We're always happy to chat with uh, industry builders that are here in the middle of the bear market, providing value, talking with the community and pushing the industry forward. So happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, take care. Talk soon.